Okay, constantly varied episode 25. I'm here with James Rankin and only James Rankin this yeah, week. Yeah, just the two of us. Amazing. Can't wait to have a good deep chat today. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so listen, um, before we get into the usual stuff, how's life? You said this to me. We're 20 seconds into the podcast. 25 seconds ago, you said, I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> Press record. So I wasn't fully prepared for this. Um, life, however, is interesting. I just said that in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Um, Paige is a bit unwell again. Had to take her to the GP yesterday. So she's on penicillin. Um, she's got an ear infection, potential tonsillitis starting, um, keeping her off crash this week. So she's unwell, which makes for <laughs> a really erratic two-year-old. She goes from super cuddly and super excited and super full of energy to temper tantrums, like instantly. And you don't know what's going to cause it you could ask for a hug and she give you a hug and you could ask for a hug and she could lose her shit so at the minute home life is wild um then work is good getting back into the flow of it pretty well this is i think i said this last week but maybe it was to you i said this to actually this is the quickest i've got back into a flow after a break <coughs> ever ever like in my 15 years of working or whatever it is it's always been a real slog to get back into it and this time it's been i wouldn't say effortless but as close to as possible nice and seamless seamless there we go yeah i just came right back in and not everything was perfect in the first week but i came in with that understanding so i was happy enough with that and then we're doing our stuff on the side and <laughs> that's challenging as well yeah, it's yeah. always hard to do something on the side, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Because it, you have to go carve out time yeah. where it doesn't exist. Out and yeah, yeah and, and you're negotiating with everyone else in your life. You're like, I know I normally do this now, but I have to go on this other thing. It's hard. Yeah, so we have our negotiation of when can we do it, and then I'm doing that with you, and you're probably the same, and then I go home and I have that negotiation with Jill where I'm like, so I'm going to be doing this, therefore, here's what I propose. <laughs> yeah, a proposal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like... <laughs> we're not gonna do this and this and this and it, it's funny because intuitively for me i don't like the idea of having really set structure and rhythm and you have to do this and this and this then but it's funny whenever i'm kind of forced into it it makes me be more organized and actually doing stuff so with jill a lot of the time i'd be very casual about organizing date night or let's go and do this or let's go and do that but now things are getting busy in all these different areas it's like friday yeah get it in the diary yeah i'm prioritizing it it's, it's like sending the signals out this is still a priority yeah so important isn't it so important. because it, it has to be managed and it, it might seem a bit like contrived or something but yeah. it, it has to be done because if you don't it gets mismanaged and it doesn't happen it doesn't it happen. seems contrived but it, it yeah it's not contrived whenever you're doing it it's only contrived in the build up to it yeah exactly i do think there is this this that piece where it bites you when you don't it bites you so bad because you let someone down and then you're like fuck I've, i'm the one who's let them down here so you have to kind of get ahead of those things yeah how's life with you <clears throat> it's actually great yeah yeah like i make Sorry, it i didn't mean to sound so surprised there <laughs> Yeah, I know, and and I sound surprised about it too, but I, I try to make a concerted effort after Filthy 150 every year to remind myself that there was a pre-Filthy 150 life and post, and when I'm pre, I'm always waiting for it to be post because the pre is very stressful. Mm. I'm like, I just can't wait for this thing to be passed, so therefore I can get back to And when I get back to it, all of the things that you don't do when Filthy 150 happen floods in, so you just get replace all of that stuff with new stuff, but it's less pressurized. Yeah. So then I have to remind myself, actually, this is where I wanted to be. It's less pressurized, but busy. It's exactly where I want. It's kind of that urgent, important matrix. It all goes from urgent to important stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I can go, okay, I can. This is less pressurized than it was two months ago. Yeah. Super. Let's enjoy that. Um, I took a day off on Sunday. Did you? Yeah, a day off, full day off. I was like, I'm going to not work today. I'm very impressed. And it was so nice. Oh, my God. It was lovely. What did you do? Um, got up early and <laughs> I said, let's make the I most can sense other people laughing <laughs> as soon as you say that. Be like, <laughs> um, yeah, so I got up and Doreen was saying, like, we have to go to this 
thing in a few weeks let's go to Kildare village and get like the clothes for it because it's going to be like a like a fucking dinner thing oh. i'm like i have nothing to wear to a dinner <laughs> so she was, i was like okay let's do that so woke up early and um then i said i don't fancy that i don't want to shop today fuck that you know mm. so um i said let's go into let's go into town let's just be in town for the day nice and just get coffee and you know that Fuck sort around, of thing yeah. yeah but it was really early so there was nothing open so we <laughs> we kind of had to get in and get parked and walk around it was lashing rain but oh, it was just one of those days where you know um it gets to 11 o'clock and it's like okay we better get back to the car and i was like but for what yeah we don't need to you just have that sense of always that sense we need to go somewhere we, we've done our two hours of relaxing now let's yeah. get i was like no we're actually not so we just took our time deadly and went home then in the evening and put the fire on and did nothing it was amazing yeah so proud of you do you know that thank you well i i thoroughly enjoyed it it's first time in fucking since i can remember i've done that yeah so that was good so probably need to do with that deadly the odd time um yeah so let's talk training then let's do it how is training have you got and the other questions over the last seven days have you got a favorite workout um here's a weird one overhead squats they're my goat was like saying last week that my momentum builder was that overhead squat workout. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I just... Here, did you wear the red shoes? No, I forgot them. Oh, I know, I came Jesus. in and Amy was like, where's your lifters? And I was like, oh, I know, I left them at home. I totally forgot. And I, I said on Thursday night, I need to bring these tomorrow. So I left them by the door, but I put I put them in the bag by the door, like a yeah, so spare bag. And I didn't bring a spare bag. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. But I went into the workout. I always put a lot of pressure on myself on li- on myself on lifting days, so I have to have I have to have a good day. I need to lift the heavy weight and all this shit. Um, so I grabbed our little microphones, and I was like, I'm gonna have fun today. I'm just gonna see what I'm like when I'm training, because we talked about our role last week in this as well. Um, I was like, I'm gonna make sure I'm not just being that guy in the corner again on a lifting day. I want to have a bit more fun in the class so that's exactly what i tried to do um and that was just interacting with the people who are around me the whole time um and as a result of that i hit a really comfortable 100 kilo overhead squat um missed 105 because i just couldn't get it up over my head probably because i wasn't concentrating enough on it, it was right at that weight then where i needed to be a bit more deliberate about what i was doing and i just hadn't been that way until i got there so i had a really fun day and really enjoyed it happy days yeah, huh? i know yeah it's good when your worst thing ever is the day you enjoy. Fantastic days. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, funnily enough, I have my favorite one was yesterday. I did the thruster workout. Thrusters. Yeah. Now I didn't enjoy the workout <laughs> at all, but I enjoyed the class. It's kind of a similar oh, thing. I had a great class. Um, I went up to Elaine in Dunleer, and what Elaine does a great job of when she's coaching is get you focused. Like she narrows down something very complex to like, there's this, this, and this. She gives you a good description of it. And then all the way through, you can just narrow yourself down to it. Not everything or or anything. Just make it's sure I do those two th- or three things. Those two or three things. So it was really good. She also says a really nice vibe. Is, you, know, yeah. you know, it's Elaine. So, um, she, you know, Elaine's a yapper, you know. She's so <laughs> much, and she's so much fun, yeah. right? But when she's a coach, she, there's a switch goes. Oh, she does go over to this very professional side, mm. but then her personality comes through in it. So she, I think she strikes the balance bang on. Everyone's vibe was really good in class. And her, I think her talent as a coach is the one-to-one stuff. Yeah. Like she'll give a nice clear message, you go practice. And now the one-to-one conversations, she's relentless. That I, I've done one of Elaine's classes, but like over a year ago. So I don't really remember it all that much. But you saying that does not surprise me in the slightest because yes. we know what she's like one-to-one as well. Yeah. So it was great. It was just one of those nice, enjoyable experiences of a class. Um, I got, there was four six-minute imams. I got through two of them with the barbell and the body was... That was enough. It was saying a lot of things to me. (laughs) 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 My knees were speaking to me. My hips were, my back was, my shoulder was. Like, you know, little things everywhere. And they were all little warning signs. Like, are you sure? Are you sure the next rep? Are you sure the next set? So uh, I did the first couple of... I did the first six, six minute email with thrusters. Then I went to front squats to see could I rescue it. And then I went to, no, I'm going to go no. bike. I went to email bike for the rest of it. And that was murder. 
I got vomity, like I nearly got sick on that. What were you doing on the bike? I just hit uh, 12 cals every minute. Or 10 cows every minute. Sorry, 10 cows. But hard but, effort. But hard effort. I just went for it. I was like, oh, no. damper a bit higher than I wanted to be. Oh, RPM higher. No. And I just, by the, sex, the middle of the second six minute email, I was vomiting. I was like, oh, I'm going to vomit here if I keep going. Brilliant. But I had to just keep pushing. Um, but the overall, like, just being in the class, uh, Karen is the front of the class. She was in the fight of her life. She went heavier than she wanted for everything. You know, one of those people who was class. like, I'll try this. And then, she had to I break don't know up. If it's a good idea, but I'll do it. Yeah. Like breaking up the eights, and still having to get on the, oh, the horse no. for the next minute. Yeah, and like Sam was here. Sam was relatively new. She her you could see she was getting a big win. Her thrusters were good. Yeah, uh, like just the people around me. I was watching, going, these people are getting me fired up today. Oh, so it was cool. Yeah. So overall, great experience. Um, the other thing I noticed very quickly about Dunleer was the movement technique. You know when you see. Like I saw Quentin there last night. He's been training forever. Mm. Quentin's a fit dude. He he's always been a fit dude. Um, well able to do everything, but just you could see the quality in the you know the squat position, the overhead position. Everything's been tidied up. Yeah. So making huge progress. So the all female coaching team up there, three female coaches. That's right. Yeah. And they're just technically very strong. They're just killing it with yeah. the technique stuff. So yeah, it's a big shout out Good to them. Good job, ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's look ahead of programming then. Um, we are November 1st, believe it or not. Crazy. So we're in the last month of the quarter, which means that Fran and 17.1 are live options as of today. It could come up any day now. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> good news, isn't it? I think so, yeah. For my people, definitely. My people are so ready. Do you want? Know I'm almost a little sad about What? I think people are going to do Fran at a level that is so much better than they were it would have been able to in the yeah, summer it almost uh, would have been good if we had tested it like four or five months ago yeah because people won't realize how far they've come i don't yeah. think but i'm looking at people's thrusters i'm looking at people's pull-ups the progress man it's man. just huge even yesterday for that thruster class the number of people who were doing the eights or even the fours in and around that, that fran weight who maybe didn't want to they were like, oh, it might be just a, it might be too much for eight for six sets, you know that type of thing, mm. and then making it look so easy. Yeah, it's like wow. Uh, do you know, and people might not realize, but you know, every job people have a performance marker for how well they're doing their job. Like how people do in these tests, our our it's tests. Our job, yeah, that's our job. So I know the last couple of quarters, I was, I knew everyone was doing their job because I was really excited about the results. I was mm. like, I can't wait to see what people are going to do because I already know that they're going to be good. I think for me, Fran, I know that people are going to do well in that just from seeing how they're moving right yeah. now. But they might not see it. That's where I'm a bit like, fuck. But yeah, anyway, it's coming up. Um, so with that in mind, like, what's what's the workout over the next seven days that you think you just can't miss? Um Oh, there's a couple. Like Friday is the clean technique work. There's clean technique work again next Tuesday. But I think honestly today's workout Wednesday with the the box jumps and the box jump overs. Sorry, the burp over box and the snatches. That workout, the seventeen point one twenty one point two. I did that way back in twenty seventeen, and I've never beat my score. And I think I've done it like four or five times. So it's one of those workouts that I'm like, it's become a real mental block for me. There's a bit of a barrier there, and I'd love to get better at that. So today's workout is a is an essential one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's the I think it's the right amount of training for it. Yeah, and it's funny because I've obviously coached it all three classes this morning, and I remember looking at it and doing the podcast with you, the training diaries podcast with you about it, and thinking oh yeah, that's going to get hard. And it, it's not that it didn't, but the rep scheme was just so comfortable for so many people. It got hard due to the sheer volume and the sheer length of time that they were doing yes, it. Yeah. But people are just getting so, <laughs> so fit and so confident with these movements. And I was coaching it this morning and there's a couple of times I went, we've done this a lot recently. <laughs> I was catching myself, I was like, Oh yeah, they're good at that. I'm just gonna have to make sure that they refine it, and all these little pieces are really coming together. And today was one of those days where yeah, because I, really I think noticed. 16 unbroken dumbbell snatches two months ago, 
would have been like that many sets of them would have been oh Jesus but now yeah. it's like it's throwaway yeah, I don't think anyone broke that up this morning at yeah, all it's amazing it kind of has that it's reminiscent of the wall balls last quarter yes yeah spot on amazing okay yeah that's a cool one what so if you haven't got in yet today don't yeah, miss definitely it definitely get after that what's your workout of the week um in a similar vein next monday <laughs> this thing is a monster isn't it <laughs> yeah. we, we talked we did train diaries about this one already yeah and um, we talked about it before recording during the recording and then after the recording again yeah 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 <laughs> it's, it's gonna be brilliant so it's kind of training us for that same workout yeah we have uh going every two minutes we're going to complete five rounds and the five rounds and within a round there's three pieces there's an abc yeah and the first piece the a is six unbroken wall box and then you after your sixth wall walk you stay in a plank until the 90 second mark so then you get 30 seconds rest and then on the next on b you do 15 burpee over box we haven't touched that number yet we've been doing smaller sets to get us ready and get us moving the 15 is here is here now we've got five sets of them to do this is going to be the big like okay now we're getting more like narrowed into the actual test and getting ready for it and then we get part c which is a rest i think that's essential here because you'll have two minutes off or maybe two and a half minutes off after the burpee over box to get yourself feeling good again because those wall walks six unbroken yeah like it's gonna be rough that that element of that worker is such an important piece isn't it yeah that you have to go touch and go off the floor you want to keep moving through it and then straight into a plank yeah and uh, yeah I, I i think for me i look at it i go that scares me that monday oh yeah yeah it does oh, deadly. yeah it makes me nervous so that's the one that I can't really afford to miss. <laughs> okay, that's programming. Um, yeah, the other thing to mention about programming, we are doing cleans Friday. We're going to do them again. Tuesday. Tuesday, and we might even be doing them again next week. Yeah. A double heavy clean practice next week to get it, like get the dosage in. So um, make sure you don't miss the opportunity. Yeah. That's the big thing. Let's talk events. Some quick events to mention. I know we mentioned it last week, the hike this sunday i think is the fifth it's the fifth anyway yeah sunday okay <laughs> <laughs> we're good with our days i don't want to get we? this wrong you know when you get it wrong and yeah. people show up the, the wrong day so the fifth that's what i'm going to stick with because <laughs> that's what i've been told 6 45 a.m meeting at the watch raheem park no idea where that is but i'm sure google maps does um and you'll see it on social media this week yeah, we'll be post socials, yeah. will be links and everything like that so if you fancy getting up early on sunday getting a sunrise hike in the dark and then you get up and the sun will rise and yeah, you'll have a, an amazing experience and then you can go and have some nice breakfast what a day that sounds amazing to me um so that's sunday game day christmas party we mention every week it's the second of december which is a month tomorrow a month tomorrow wow, wow. yeah so details of Christmas parties and everything will be coming out soon as well. Um, so keep that in the diary. So um, then this other thing, the last thing we're going to mention, which we're going to get into now, is we have a new internship. And the internship launches today, this evening. Yeah. You can make an application for it. And it's a brand new structure. It's a monster this time. Yeah. Um, we've, it's probably the, um, it's probably the, the third iteration that you've been involved in is that right no this will be fourth this will be the fourth iteration yeah, four point. yeah and did we change it from the first two because i they've think they've all subtly changed, subtly changed a little bit haven't they yeah yeah in my mind it was like the first two that we did was like the first iteration yeah. and there was changes but it was fairly similar yeah. and then it went to the next one which you ran with yeah. christopher and that was the second iteration and this one is quite a big this is probably the biggest yeah, change this is the biggest change so far isn't it yeah it is um so uh, i'm looking forward it's going to launch today for applications we'll have two weeks a two-week window to apply then we'll sit down and talk with everyone who's applied and then it will start in january so we'll get into it but the biggest thing that we're going to change is the length of it it's going to be a six-month internship and we wanted it to be really comprehensive um we're going to get into the details in a second before that what i thought might be interesting was for us two to sit down today and have a, a a small reflection and i think these are the most difficult ones on um like what is it about the role of the coach that you like 
I always think these are hard because it's like <laughs> I do it every day. I know I like it, but to articulate yeah, what well. it is about, it's not easy, right? Yeah. I just threw this at you right before we recorded as well. Yeah, and I didn't say anything to you for about five minutes because <laughs> I was just trying to think of what the answer is. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to say what's your favorite thing, do you know? I have two things that I've written down here. Um, one of them is seeing people achieve things that they either had never considered the possibility of being able to do or things that they had thought about but thought, no, I'm not the type of person who can do that. And having both that mindset shift that it is possible and then the, the physical change that they've gone through to make that possible and then their reaction from that is just amazing. It's one of those things that makes a 4.15 alarm every day just feel super easy seeing people accomplish brand new things and it happens some variation of it happens at least once a class every day like every single day i see something and it's one of those things that's easy to forget as a coach where like coaching box jumps today it's probably the ten thousandth time i've coached a box jump and it's very easy to get into that mindset of oh, box jumps but then there's people like Leanne and Adele who really struggle with box jumps. Yeah, that's their Everest at the moment. So it's huge. And, yeah, and even yeah, yeah. Like all these people and then they come in and they do it and it's like, oh. And today, Adele will hate this. Adele was doing her box jumps. She fell off the box at one stage and then she just went straight back to it. Oh, wow. And that's something that's that nine months ago would have been like, there's box jumps gone again. Off the menu for six months. Bingo. So I said to her today, I was like, oh, this is one of those things now where it's not that maybe you have them, maybe you don't. It's like you have box jumps now and you just have to make sure you're getting yourself into the right headspace beforehand and it's there, no questions asked. And I love that, seeing people overcome all that shit. It's amazing. I go home and I talk about that and I talk to you as soon as mm. you come in and you're like, how was class this morning? And most of the time it's so-and-so did this and so-and-so did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Then from a real selfish perspective. So, so before sorry. we go into your second one, so I think when I ask people in interviews what like what is it about coaching that is appealing to you I think it's that piece yeah it's the I want to be part of someone's progress yeah. it's the feel good it's an amazing feeling mm. and it's a selfish thing like like if we look yeah, that's what we get selfless selfless selfish thing isn't it yeah you're like it's for someone else I'm delighted yeah. and their like their whole uh, attitude towards themselves has changed and I get to be part of it so there is that you get a real bump from it, but that's the drug we're hooked to as coaches. 100%. It's like, give me that, give me that, give me that, because it is such a feeling. Yeah. And I think, I don't think many people coach for any other reason. Like I think that is the, the, the core Certainly thing. Certainly not for an extended period of time. No, I think that's it. I think that's, if, if that's what you like to see other people doing well, then you're gonna be happy for life as a coach. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, to give you my own small twist on it, because I'm, I'm exactly the same. That's the top of my list. Yeah. But you know, over the years as well, there's this piece where I get some serious satisfaction from seeing someone's self-awareness grow. Yes. And it's like, um, it's not only that they've achieved something and that they've reconfigured their attitude towards themselves, but they've also learned something that they didn't know about themselves, mm. which is amazing. Like, I think that's the most exciting news when you're like, oh, I didn't know that about me. <laughs> And I'm with me all the time. <laughs> you yeah. know that, those sort of moments, and uh, we, as coaches, when we're when we're seeing patterns of behavior, patterns of movement, over time, we can start seeing those bigger patterns. We can start saying, you know, you like to do this. It's probably because of that reason. Yeah. There's this other way over here that you could try. That's your work on, and then it's like, oh, okay, I've. I've gotten something that was fuzzy for me in my head. I had a broad, broad idea of that's what I do and that's why I do it. But now I've got a real reason. I like to do it that way. Yeah. And now if I do it this other piece, now I can get both sides of it. And that, uh, you know, it's a bit corny. That's, that, that journey people go on of self, like self-discovery, like, oh, I'm finding out something about myself. I think yeah. it's my favorite bit. Uh, because people move themselves into a new category. They're like, I would thought of it as this, but I'm actually in this category over here, which is amazing. Very exciting stuff. I think, I think the gym is the best environment to get you in that process as well. The ability to 
to start doing it in a in a movement context i think makes it much easier to take it into every other area of life and that's that's a bias obviously that i have one because i work in this environment but then two that's exactly what i did like i didn't start out as someone who cared about self-awareness or developing it or any of that it was all my gym stuff was very selfish whenever i started but the the changes i've gone through with the people that i've worked with and the things i've discovered on the floor mm. have led me to the point i'm at now and it, it is 100 percent through the physical stuff first yeah i yeah. love it and that and we can be accused of overplaying that side of it a yeah. bit like lads we're just here to get fit and there's some trainers that i follow on instagram who are exactly like that they're like you're just here to get fit lads. yeah 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 and they can just go out more it doesn't really mean anything <laughs> and and yeah i get that side of it but then the evidence to the contrary is it's everywhere people exactly. people uh like very deliberately put themselves in a place where I'm going to do this difficult thing every day. There's something behind that. It's like, why do I want that difficulty? Yes, I want the results from the training. But then there's also this attitude of obstacles are good things. I want to go find them. So when I overcome them, I'm something else. And it just bleeds out e everywhere in such a good way. Absolutely. So you said you had two things. Yeah. The other one is a, a little bit more selfish in that um, the... I'm I'm drawn to the idea <laughs> of being a creative person. Like I I like to identify in that way and not in the sense of drawing pictures and painting and that sort of stuff. I I like that, but I I very rarely make any time for it. But being creative in class planning, in how I communicate, in how I coach a group, how I coach one-to-one -one, and trying to integrate that that creativity into nearly everything i do the podcast is another creative outlet for me it's like let's come up with different ways to talk about the class let's come up with different ways to to cover what's going on in bua all that sort of stuff and i love that about this role it's so enjoyable yeah 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 it's like the fun part of it right yeah yeah that's the fun yeah it's a bit yeah. that really gets my gears going and like oh deadly yeah this is what i have to do yeah, so I, I probably have a version like like the other one. I have yeah. a version of that that's very similar, but it's the it's the problem solving piece of it. Like we're always solving problems, and yeah. whether it's like how do I get this person more upright in a squat, or how do I help this person uh, overcome uh, you know a restriction in shoulder or a movement technique they're not quite getting, yeah. and it has to be done quickly. And I, but then I also be able to see the pattern, come up with a solution, and then be able to communicate in a way that the person really gets it. I think it, that's where it, it never gets yeah it boring. never gets boring i was talking to Eva watson about this she's like your job must be so much fun because of that and i was like yeah but a lot of that comes down to the way we do it here where we have all that time to build and be creative and then the other side of how we do it here that's different to other places is I coach the same classes every day, 5.30, 6.30, Whereas in a lot of gyms, you would do like Monday mornings, Tuesday evenings, Wednesday morning till, like, and it would split that way. And because of the way we do it, typically you work with the same people all the time. And because you work with the same people all the time, you're forced to into that even more. It's like, I have to say this in a new way to the group and to individual people. Because they've heard me say it a million times before, and if they're still not doing the thing, they've got to hear it a different way or they've got to see it a different way or feel it a different way. So you're put under pressure, in inverted commas, to come up with all these different variations all the time. And that side of the creativity process is the yeah, best one. It's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, I think we have the right amount of, like there's the amount of constants, <coughs> there's lots of constants, like the principles are always the same. The people are tend to be the same. The structure of the general class and approach training is the same so that's a constant we can rely on but then we layer on top all of this variance yes new workout new context new problems to be solved every day so it's um because everybody is different like i'm even person every day everybody is made a little different so it moves differently different dynamics mm -hmm. different lengths of femurs etc so we get to like okay new problem to solve where are the principles how do i rely on them yeah. to solve it so i think when i think about the role that's probably sums it up nicely you really get to be part of someone's growth yeah and that's so rewarding that's the really like personal thing and then you get this technical exercise of problem solving all the, all the way as well so i think that's describes the f 
what makes the role so nice. And it's funny because the problem solving element, as enjoyable as we find it, is so hard. <laughs> yeah, that's what's fun about it, right? Yeah, it's like difficult. You pace up and down this room. You must have done I don't know how many steps in this room. It's a wonder it's still standing. And then I'm sitting here like barely moving and like you really suffer through it in order to come up with a solution that's fairly creative, don't you? Yeah, then it's fun. Yeah. Because you got something new. And then you have something. Yeah, exactly. Like 23 years later, I still got to find something new. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's brilliant when you do. Yes. So so let's talk this internship. So we've done three months is what we Yeah, did 12 weeks. 12 weeks. Yeah. Is what we we've did done one previously. with 10 weeks and realized that wasn't the answer. Well, yeah, exactly. So we we did. We tried 10 and then we went back out to 12. Yeah. And now we're going all the way out to six months. Six months. Yeah. But it's not going to be done in the same... Because the 12-week one was a, a weekly let's meet up and then here's some tasks to do in between, right? Exactly. So it is definitely a longer process but less intensive in terms of the weekly thing. right? So the way it's going to work in every single month of the six months we're going to do a two-day seminar a much more intensive learning experience where we get to dive in deeper i know when we were doing the the wednesday evening of the, pr the previous one sometimes it feels like in the f in the couple of hours you're only really at the end of the two hours getting primed into getting into it so here we have a chance to do like let's do seminar style saturday sunday two we won't do two full days but two like four to six hour days and that should give you give us a chance to really go deep on some of the topics, really pull them apart, understand them, get some practice with each other as well. So when you come out of that two days, it gives you a month of practice to do. It sets you up to go and take this new knowledge and put it into practice. And you're going to do that in your local gym. So wherever you train, you're going to do it there. You're going to do it there with a local mentor. So one of the coaches or managers from that gym is going to take you on as I'm going to hold your hand through this process and you're going to have weekly like every week i'm going to try and prepare for a piece of coaching that i'm going to do in a live class it's going to be a small few minutes of a class so um it could be taking a warm-up or taking a whiteboard brief or something like that on at the end of each week yep. and your week leading up to it is going to be preparing you for that with your mentor nice. so you feel really confident going into it it's still going to be a bit scary but that's the whole point right you're you're confronted with i gotta go and do this bit and do this bit by the end of the six months like you're gonna be so ready yeah to be a coach coach like you're gonna have the knowledge side deeply understood you're gonna have the practical skills of communication standing in front of group group flow all that stuff uh well practiced and you'll be i think you'll be itching to get in and coach full classes at that yeah. point so I, I think it's gonna be i'm really excited about it i can't wait yeah i loved it whenever you told me about it yeah, and and um, with this new format, I'm going to take the weekend seminars. So I, I can't wait. I've been building them out already, and they look amazing. Like, I love being able to spend extra time with this stuff because we can go step by step, nice, some, some nice depth to it, and then also get the practical side done. So um, that's going to be starting in January. January. If you're interested, you can apply right away, and then we'll have a chat with everyone who applied next month, as I said. Um, and send out the invites then to get involved. What's your favorite thing about the internships that you've done in the past? Um, Sorry, I know I've just yeah. diverted you a little bit here. No, that's that's a good question. I think I'm I'm always surprised by the interns. Every time I'm surprised in in a good way. In in all sorts of ways. <laughs> And that's and that, like I'm learning from the internships because like I'm obviously in the coach development role all the time here. Yeah. I do it weekly, multiple times a week. So it's a role I'm very familiar with and I that's my favorite part of my job. Right. So I love it anyway. And then I get interns who are coming in who have never worked or are working as a PT or something like that. And they're never been in our environment working. And I love watching them learning and like their their mind being broken right open and they're absorbing 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 and um they surprise me all the time with how um just how well they how much they engage with it with the material like they go right in, in with yeah. it with you and it's i'm always expecting that but then they do it probably to a greater extent than i expect yeah. and then that just gets me more fired up for it so i love i love 
being surprised by everybody every time and the questions and the people are wondering about and you know there's an outside perspective that isn't the same as ours that we can get kind of in our lane yeah yeah. whereas they're coming at it from completely outside with no assumptions and you're like oh i hadn't thought of that question or i hadn't thought of that angle on it so i'm I'm being surprised that way as well so it's cool yeah i can't wait so um yeah if you're interested like i think the people who will apply usually fit into maybe one of three categories mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of two categories even it's someone who might be working as some sort of a fitness professional at the moment so it could be a pt could be working as a gym instructor could be working as a coach somewhere but says do you know something i think i've got there might be a knowledge gap a skill gap i need intensive development that sets me up for a full career so it could be that person or else it's someone who's never worked in the industry but is saying I like the look of this and I feel like I could probably develop in it. You know, they've got that inkling. Like I remember Donald, like Donald got into the internship because he wanted a more um, active fitness and health focused job. Mm. He wanted to be more active and fit. So he wanted to be up moving. And he said like, I like that. That's appealing to me. Someone who sits at a laptop all day, like fuck this, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm going to go and do something that I get to move around and, and interact with people all the time. Um, Amy did it because she's like, I want a career. I want to be like the greatest coach of all time. Mm. Well, let's go and do it. So people do it for all sorts of reasons. But the career change one, I think, is is the most interesting. It's really exciting, isn't it? It's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's like this whole, like, I'm going to walk away from the thing that I... We don't have that perspective. No. I, I worked part-time in a coffee shop and part-time coaching and then full-time coaching and that's been it. That's my whole career trajectory and yeah. you've always coached as well. I've always coached, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do remember s- sitting, struggling with what am I going to be able to do with myself yeah. for my life? I remember that. Those <laughs> those years of there's nothing for me. I don't fit. I don't fit with the, the accountant. I don't yeah. fit with the, you know, the, the more traditional jobs and I wasn't very academic mm. at the time. I was like, I don't want to do all that sort of stuff but i did love sport i did love moving so it appealed to me and i remember when I, i'll never forget the day um someone said to me you could work in a gym i was like could i <laughs> <laughs> like yeah of course you could other people work in gyms don't they i said yeah how would you do that i said well go down to your gym and ask them so i went down to the gym class i was like how do i work here <laughs> they told me it was amazing. amazing so yeah that that moment of um i see people making that big life change that shift it's so exciting it's the best absolutely so if you're interested at all get in touch and if you're not sure if you want to apply but you are interested drop me a message um and i can fill you in fill in the gaps okay that's internship let's talk recommendations recommendations so have you got that first yeah i've got one here this it's a bit heavy now but I've mentioned it to you and then I brought it in to show you as well. I bought a book. <laughs> I bought a book. I bought a book. I you bought many book. books. I've actually bought five in the past seven days, which I, is too many. It's a problem I, at I this can't, point. I can't read that fast. There's a Japanese word for that where you buy books that you don't read. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. But I was like, We oh, need to learn that of word. Of course. There's you, a word you've for You've got that, that disease. Whatever I have that, that disease. I do read a lot of them as well. But there's one I got. How, how I bought this is actually funny as well. I had added two books to what I thought was my wish list on Amazon. What I had actually done was added them to my basket. <laughs> then I found a book that I really wanted to buy and I clicked add to basket, pay now, and then ended up buying three books instead of the one that I actually really wanted. So one of them came anyway, and it's called Pragmatic Thinking and Learning, Refactor Your Wetware. And it's all about, it's a, a programmer wrote this, like a, a computer programmer. A computer nerd, yeah, right. wrote this which is not my wheelhouse at all. Mm-hmm. I barely know how to use a bazillionth of the features on my MacBook here. I can turn GarageBand on, I can open Wattify, and that's kind of it. So he has some examples in there that I'm like, uh. So is he coming from machine learning sort of th- side of things or how teaching so programs? he talks about that, right? But then the interesting side is he talks about the other side of it. He's like, we have this very logical and step-by-step process side of our thinking and then he's like there's a much more analog version that's kind of working subconsciously all the time and tying all these connections together and he talks about creativity and all that sort of stuff in it i'm like oh i didn't think you don't associate that with that type of person 
happen obviously it must happen because everything that we use is invented by that type of person yes <laughs> all the apps and everything of course so but the i'm only a little bit of the way through this but i came in and told you about this the other day the thing that really got to me was he was talking about learning and the different stages of where you're at in a process and he, he categorizes them and he goes you're a novice you're an advanced beginner you're competent you're oh, i forgot what the fourth one is like proficient sorry and then you're an expert essentially he broke it down that way and he's like the expert wants this way of learning and the novice needs this way of learning and if you give the expert the novice approach they'll be like go fuck yourself bingo and then if you give the novice the expert way of learning they're just going to be they'll implode they just can't process the information it doesn't make sense or they'll be like that was a waste of time just tell me the thing and so that's that sounds intuitive to me right that obviously you know the expert in the beginner needs a different level different of learning levels. but it sounds like in the book it really clarifies the like what approaches to take it's the novice needs this the advanced beginner needs this and he uh, breaks it down yes. and whenever i read it it was one of the very few times that i closed the book and pushed it away and went oh it all makes sense <laughs> brilliant it was like the matrix in front of me for a second i was like thinking back to all these moments because i come to you with all these things where i'm like that frustrated me today i don't understand why this is happening why is someone asking that question whatever this is like the answer is obvious and it all came flooding into me that I was like, oh. This clarifies. Yeah, and it makes sense. Everyone's at different levels. Like, I get that. I, I know that. But then actually going, oh, this person's there, that person's there. That, and I was like, oh, fuck. And even the clarity of where I am on it, I was like, oh, actually. And I could see in my own journey, one of the things he said was that the novice gets confused whenever a lot of context is added. And he's like, for example, if you've got this far in the book, you're probably not a novice in taking information from a book. He says nice. that. And I was like, oh, I used to get really annoyed at books that told a story. And I was like, what's the fucking bullet point? Like I was downloading the Blinkist app because it had the bullet point version of the thing. I'm like, oh, Just that give me the information. Give me the information. Whereas the expert is like, yeah, you give me the bullet point. And even the proficient person. Yeah, you give where me the does bullet it fit? Point. Yeah, where does that fit in, in the broader context of this thing? Like I get where it makes sense there, but how does that? And the context makes all the difference and it blew my just the way he the way he writes is really good and the way he broke everything down made so much sense to me in my head so that's my recommendation so pragmatic thinking, thinking and, learning. and learning refactor your wetware refactor your wetware yeah your, your wetware. as i said to you before this is one of those books i'm like shit i really need to read that it's stressing me out that i'm not reading it I so even for the internship it. and coach development i was like yeah if perfect. we got all the coaches to read this yeah. for ourselves and then for our clients it's unreal okay that's a cool one yeah i know it's, it doesn't sound all that light reading but but it's one of those it clarifies a lot yeah you said that earlier you're like oh it looks heavy and it's actually there's a lot in it and you can take a lot from it but it's not there's a there's some books like this one the language of coaching that we have here that's a bit heavier i think it's a bit more academic where yeah. this one is written a bit easier it's flowy yeah, yeah. okay beautiful okay i've got um two quick things so first one is a documentary I was telling you about, which is yes. on uh, Apple Apple TV, Apple Podcast, <laughs> Apple, yeah. and it's a recent one. I recommended books recently from John Le Carre. Yes, spy books like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy is the one people would know most. He's famous for the Spy Who Came In From the Cold. It's another book. This guy's been around forever, and uh, he died recently. But then obviously they just made this documentary just before. before that and it's fascinating um just a guy's story he he was a spy himself and the documentary is not straightforward it's not this they're like let's start here and then go there and then go there and you have to get the life story this guy had the most strange um parents of all time and hmm. he's he's really talking about his parents and how they relate to everything that he's done in his life wow and um it kind of like i'm reading the I'm right in the middle of his, one of his books now. I'm like, oh, this makes complete and you're that back sense. To that. Oh. Like, and he and he'll say like his main character that he built that he's known for is, is called George Smiley, and he's like, that's the father I wanted. 
that's who I built in that. Wow. And when you hear about his actual father, you're like, oh, that's mental. Yeah, so it's it's a brilliant documentary in that. I was saying documentaries recently. I, I mean, they're always my favorite type of film. But over the last few years with Netflix, they make 4,000 documentaries a week. And most of them are garbage. <laughs> and, 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 you know, a lot of the profile ones are just um, promo pieces for the person. Like they're getting it made about themselves to promote themselves for something. Yeah. So you can't really trust it as a, an objective document on somebody. Whereas this, like this is, a throwback to the documentary where the documentary where it's like like he opens with what's your role in this john le carre says to the the interviewer oh he said what he said what do you mean so what's your role are you the interrogator are you the investigator that's how it starts are you my friend that's how it starts Holy smokes. and and they have a discussion he's like i don't know what it is actually uh, am i the interrogator and they have a back and forth on that and it's like right from the start it's all smoke and mirrors and oh, it's like oh wow. this is this They're is a spy each other here and yeah this ah. guy was a spy it's a <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing so i recommend that the other thing very quickly a podcast i recommend i listen to i stumble upon a new podcast called the rest is politics and it was it's like really um, you're going to talk about politics podcast on here like i i when I go away from politics, I go all the way. I have no idea what's going on with anything. Yeah. You could ask me, I'm the cl most clueless person. And then I get into it, and then I go all the way in. And I'm in one of those phases well, right yeah, now. This is the fourth time I've heard you talk about this podcast now, so yeah, yeah. I can so, confirm that. So, and two people who I would never have thought I'd listen to, who I've always got like, these guys are assholes, <laughs> and they run an amazing podcast. Right. So it's Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart, his name <laughs> is. So, like, Tony Blair's spin doctor. Yeah. And he's kind of seen as a bit of a... A slime ball and uh, the guy who just puts the spin to the media he's always playing the media game but christ almighty they run this they run amazing interviews yeah so i i ran into it because they did an explainer on the hamas israel thing recently wow i was like okay this is a good broad overview of where it's at would be good it was it was excellent you know kind of give you a clear picture but then they do a, a weekly current affairs thing where they get into all of what's going on but they have this series called leading which is they have a separate podcast about interviewing leaders mm -hmm. and they will have they've known like you know all these world leaders it's it's prime ministers it's presidents it's all those type of people and they interviewed mary mcaleese oh. and what a conversation she blew me away i mean i i was always a fan of her and mary robinson anyway i think they're two of our greatest ever products in the country because they they just had this um I think they had this real sharpness to them while also being really I don't know they had a soft leadership style while also being really really sharp mm -hmm. I just thought they were amazing two people and this interview blew my mind I was screaming at the radio I cried during the middle of it oh, wow. like it blew me away you know it was, it was one of those ones like oh I'll, I'll check this one out this will be good and mm -hmm. then it just caught me completely wow. off guard her story is amazing and she's got this way of connecting that's amazing so it's called the rest of politics leading go looking for the episode with mary mcaleese i think it's worth your time okay shout outs do we get do we get to a shout did out we, we, we did oh go on we did <laughs> yeah, we both <laughs> had panic stations, panic there, stations. yes we did so i've got a shout out this week oh go on. so somebody who's just impressed me the last few weeks you know somebody's going along training well and then all of a sudden there's this like step forward yes and they, they go through this growth phase. And they're almost like, uh, you can see they're uncomfortable in the whole thing the whole time. Yeah. But they're still doing it. Yeah. And this is Michael Carter. Oh. Like, such a lovely guy. We all know that. And, yeah. and he shows up and trains hard all the time. But recently he said to me, and he, he kind of came to me the most honest way possible. It's like, I'm thinking about Saturday mornings, but I don't think I'm ready. I'm like, okay, you're ready. You should come along. And he's like right okay here's my fears here's my worries about it do you think it's like it's a big step up i come in and i see the thing i'm not sure i'm at that point yeah so he had that humility to come in and just say you know I, i'm nervous and he showed up and he killed it did and then he showed up again saturday and he killed it he of course he did and he also is in that mode of like this is uncomfortable but i'm still going to do it anyway and for me that's like yes yeah. i'm tuned into that that gets me like Unreal. okay this guy i'm gonna watch and watch this process so um major shout out it's a small quiet win it's not like a first muscle up or a big 
thing. But it's it's that attitude win, which is the fucking one that solves all the other problems for you. Yeah, that goes back to what's your favorite thing in coaching, right? Yeah, because because now the progress is starting to he's like the It'll lifts. Amplify now, won't it? The lifts are going yeah. up, the fitness is going up. You can see in his even his body shape, he's just looking extra jacked. <laughs> <laughs> he's just killing it. So well done, Michael. Keep doing yeah, the thing. Fair play, man. Yeah, amazing. He's great to coach as well, isn't he? I love having him in my class. Yeah, 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 brilliant. Um, yeah, so let's let's finish with some overrated, underrated. Let's go. These are good today. <laughs> odd, <laughs> odd ones. So let's start with the less odd one. Yeah, straight up, it's it's like November. We know what's happening in the next few weeks. Everyone's starting to shopping. So overrated, underrated, gift vouchers. Uh, uh, underrated. Yeah, I'm about to say the same thing, but something stopped me. Underrated, yeah, yeah. underrated. So you go. I have the. I get really uncomfortable gifting people gift vouchers. I feel like I haven't put thought into it, and are they going to be like, "Oh, really, Jamesy? You got me a gift voucher." But on the flip side of it, when I get a gift voucher, I'm like deadly. I wonder where I'll go spend this. Yeah. What do I get with it? Yeah. What a great idea to get me a gift voucher. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I love getting them. <sighs> so, but then I also yeah. feel like, oh shit, is it a bit of a cop out? Yeah, exactly. Is oh, it a cop out gift? Oh yeah. But let me tell you, I'm the worst gift buyer of all time. Yeah. And I know this. Uh, I I recently saw this in my own dad. My mother said, "Oh, he's brutal." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's where I get it." That's where I get it. I think it. it's a genetic trait, do you? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it is. And and it's for the same reason as me. I get so stressed out about getting the right thing. Yeah. I have to, I overthink it. I can't, oh, not that, not this, not that. Oh, no, it's got to be perfect. And then I end up frozen to do nothing or else last minute then last having minute, to do it yeah. because I've left, I've overthought it. I, it stressed me out so much. So a gift voucher is a perfect solution. Yeah. But again, like you said, I always feel like, feels like it's, it's impersonal, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so I wish sometimes the person could see me stressing out about how much I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I am putting it thought into last it. last minute give virtue because I haven't thought of you. It's because I've thought so much. So much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, Doreen is the best gift buyer of all time. Yeah, Jill's unreal she as well. just She just goes, well, we could do this or we could do that. And there's nine options all of a sudden. You're like, how have you come up with nine yeah. great options? Yeah, Jill... This is really bad to admit. Like, when it comes to Christmas, Jill organizes what we're going to get. My mum, my dad, and my sister. And she doesn't even, like, we don't get to see them that much. So she doesn't have a, a phenomenal relationship with them. But she's like, she'll go three options for my mum. She's like, I was thinking this, this, or this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'd never would have thought of that. I'm like, slippers and fucking driving gloves or some <laughs> shit. And she's like, they're terrible ideas here. And there's yeah. times where I'm like, what do you want me to get you? <laughs> like, can you give me some options and then I'll decide from the top three that you want. 100%. So I'm, I'm exactly the same. I could be walking in a shop in August and Rina go, oh, you're, we get that for your man for Christmas. I'm like, it's August and how are you thinking about yeah. this? Where would you even keep it? Where did you keep it? Oh, I don't know. Who yeah. fucking knows? Women I are don't different, know. Unreal. Different. I'm so admirable of people <laughs> who can do that. But Doreen's favorite thing is that I'm terrible at it and she will torture me She's like, when are you going to get me? And she knows <laughs> and she knows I've got no idea. And she's like, mm, this is going to be interesting. Oh, no. So she can't wait till I fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be like, oh. Just be like, oh, yeah, you fucked it up. That's what you came up with, is it? Oh, deadly. <laughs> she I loves love the stress of it. Um, so at this point, um, Darina plays a game where she'll say, let's just do like, let's just agree. 50 euros, something small. Let's not worry about it. Yeah. And I go, perfect. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. I think last year for Christmas, we were just like, oh, something really small as well. But let's book something. Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. So else. that's what Doreen does. And then like two days before, obviously, we didn't stick to the 50 euro thing. Obviously. And I go, what? That's what she says. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah. I know we said, fit, but obviously we didn't. And then uh, and then I have to fucking go buy something else. Have a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> an absolute meltdown. <laughs> oh, my God. It's such a, it's kryptonite to me. Gift yeah. buying. So gift buying is stressful, isn't it? I hate it. Jeez, I hate it. Uh, so gift vouchers, totally underrated. Underrated. Let's bring back the gift yeah, voucher. Yeah, yeah, let's make them trendy. Okay, one last thing then. This one's wild. <laughs> yeah. So overrated, underrated. Pre-breakfast 
teeth brushing. Overrated. I'm going to say... I haven't thought of my answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, overrated, yeah. I see. I struggle to... This makes me sound like a fucking weirdo now, right? Because technically, most of the days, Monday to Friday, I don't have breakfast till like 11 o'clock. <laughs> but I do burst my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking of... You, like, you've been awake nine hours. Yeah, exactly. But technically, that's like, it's lunchtime, right? So it's, I'm breaking the fast, but it's lunchtime. But on the weekend, if I'm having breakfast, say, I'm ha- say we get up at seven and we have breakfast at eight, I'll wait until after I've had my breakfast at eight o'clock and I'll brush my teeth at like half past eight. Because I'm like, I'm only awake 90 minutes or whatever, so I can wait that length of time. But I was thinking about this and I was thinking, I assume that's what people do. But then I was like, I well, know. maybe they don't. Like Jill gets up and brushes hers instantly, every day. doesn't matter what we're doing. And I'm like... And sometimes I do that. This is what I was trying to figure out. Like, what's the way... But then your oats taste like shit. Yeah. You know? or, or if I make her uh, French toast, I'm like, that, like, mint doesn't go with that. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's much m- makes much more sense. But then if you're going out for breakfast. Yeah, you have to brush your teeth you brush, before you, yeah, before you, before you leave, leave the house. house. Yeah, well, that's a, an unwritten rule, isn't it? When do you brush your teeth? As soon as you get up? or Some days, yes. But do you some, have breakfast every day? Every day. It's oh the first thing I do. I have to eat, like, instantly. So, really? so for me, from that point of view, it's easy because I just get up and eat. Yeah. And then I go brush my you teeth. You start getting ready to leave. Yeah, right. exactly. So that makes sense in that scenario. Yeah. But um, if, if like for instance, going out, obviously, uh, but some days I will get up and like, I want to brush my teeth. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's going to ruin my breakfast a bit. Uh, only the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll take over. It'll, it'll take over. Yeah, it'll yeah. take over. That's such a funny one. My seek- Here, here, tell, tell people what you were asking me, what you asked me <laughs> after this. This is such an odd fucking thing. So when you're brushing your teeth, so two questions here, right? First one is the weird one. When you're brushing your teeth, do you use warm water or cold water? <laughs> oh, man. Always cold water. Always cold water. Have you tried warm water? I had a friend of mine who... Have you ever brushed your teeth in the shower? No. Well, this is something I picked up at uni when back in my rugby playing days because... What? Well, after playing a match, you could be covered in dirt and everything, right? But I'd always bring a toothbrush and toothpaste with me. And I just go, like... Everyone did it, and we go in, and because we're going straight out, and you've just played a match, and you want to make sure you're fresh. That is so weird. But but it makes sense in that warm water cleans things better. Yeah. But you know what? A friend of mine said to me years ago. I was um, I don't know what it was. He's he's a one of these handy guys who who did his did up his own house, right? So he can he knows about fucking construction and shit like that right that i have no idea about i remember i used warm the warm water tap for something and he was like you can't use that that's sitting in the tank yeah and the tank that water gets dirty dirty yeah you need the cold water because it's cleaner it's flowing yeah because it's flowing and that stuck with me i'm like oh i can never use the hot water, water tank for, for anything that, that i'm gonna yeah. drink but i wash my hands in all the time Deliberately, like you'll turn yeah. the tap, from and cold I don't to drink warm. the water that I'm brushing my teeth with. Yeah, you spit yeah. it straight back out again. Yeah, but so that's brushing your teeth is such a weird thing to think of. Isn't <laughs> it? it's, it's such a <laughs> private thing, isn't it? It's like that's do you, uh, when you lift your toothbrush, do you wet the brush first or put the toothpaste on first? Oh, wet the brush first. Yeah. Do you? I change it all the time on purpose. Yeah, I'm just thinking that now. Yeah, that is something I've consciously done both different ways. We brush Paige's teeth with her at night time as well. And she'll insist on one way or the other. And she changes it all the time. Because I was thinking, how do you learn when to brush your teeth? Yeah. It's obviously from your parents. Yeah. And then it's their bias. But no one ever tells you. Tells you what to do. Or never talks to you about it. She picks. So now <laughs> she, She's a very defined two-year-old. Okay. And she decides what way it happens. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've had this conversation. Now everybody can be informed about two... I'm intrigued as to how people studies. brush their teeth. Yeah, yeah. Do you go before or after breakfast? Warm water, cold water, and then water first the, or toothpaste. The warm first? water thing is so weird. I'm going to throw Christopher Lavelle under the bus for this one. He told me about this because that's what he does. Right. And it's actually really nice because sometimes the cold water is just a bit like sharp and jarring, whereas yeah. the warm water is actually really nice. <laughs> you think about it, like peppermint tea is warm. 
Yeah. No, I, I get like that. It's, it's a warm nice drinks are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> warm drinks are a thing. <laughs> okay. I think we need to end this here. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks <James>. <laughs>